chapter nine of monte cristo's daughter by edmund flagg this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter nine the abduction the remainder of that day esperance and giovanni did not meet again they purposely avoided each other the former because he did not wish to have a further quarrel with the viscount and the latter because he dreaded a repetition of the accusations of dishonourable conduct which had stung him deeper than he would own even to himself espérance disdained to play the spy upon massetti but nevertheless he determined not to quit the immediate vicinity of the cabin and to be as watchful as circumstances would permit nothing however occurred to arouse his suspicions as long as daylight lasted once or twice giovanni quitted his chamber and walked back and forth excitedly on the sward in front of the hut but his promenades were of very short duration seeming to have no other object than to calm his seething brain annunziata did not go near him though whether coquetry or fear caused her to pursue this course esperance was unable to determine but her action gratified him because it gave giovanni no opportunity to follow up whatever advantage he might have gained with the flower-girl lorenzo appeared to have no suspicion whatever that anything was amiss either with the young men or his sister he was as light-hearted and cheerful as ever going about his usual trifling occupations with gaiety that was absolutely contagious and displaying even more than his accustomed amiability espérance had grown to esteem this youthful peasant highly he had found his manliness and generosity personified and had resolved on his return to rome to interest the count of monte cristo in his welfare and advancement with regard to annunziata espérance was as yet altogether undecided she was a problem he could not solve her innocence and virtue were apparent but her childlike simplicity and utter lack of worldly experience while so charming and delightful to behold added to her wonderful beauty exposed her to risks that were frightful to contemplate had she only possessed a lover in her own rank of life all would have been well with her but she possessed no lover was absolutely alone if she escaped giovanni and esperance was determined she should escape him if he could effect it the chances were that she would eventually fall into the clutches of some other admirer still more reckless and unscrupulous the son of monte cristo could not think of the lovely girl and her future without a pang that made his very heart ache he too admired her beauty her grace and her artlessness but his admiration was confined within the proper bounds and could he have seen her suitably and happily wedded he would have rejoiced to the depths of his soul late in the afternoon pasquale solara reappeared suddenly and without the least warning the old man was covered with dust as if he had been journeying far on foot he plainly showed that he was greatly fatigued also that something had occurred to irritate him he entered the cabin unobserved and was there for some moments before his presence was discovered annunziata was the first to see him sitting upon a rude wooden bench with his stout oaken staff in his hand on which he leaned heavily she threw her arms about his neck with a cry of joy endeavouring to snatch a kiss from his tightly closed lips but he sternly and silently repulsed her 
lorenzo in his turn met with no warmer reception at his father's hands but his children were used to pasquale's moods and were therefore altogether unaffected by his present morose deportment they speedily left him to himself giving themselves no further trouble concerning him once when esperance came into the room the old man stared at him inquiringly as if he had utterly forgotten the fact that strangers were enjoying the shelter of his roof then he appeared to recollect and scowled so savagely that the young man beat a hasty retreat going to seek lorenzo whose cheery voice was heard singing beyond the brook as esperance came in sight of the little stream he nearly stumbled over a peasant lying at full length beneath the spreading branches of an aged willow the stranger was reading a book and esperance was amazed to notice that it was caesar's commentaries he uttered an apology for his awkwardness but the peasant only smiled and in a gentle voice begged pardon for being in the way that voice esperance was certain he had heard it before but where or when he could not recall though it thrilled him to the very marrow of his bones filling him with vague apprehensions the man's face too was familiar as also was his attire but there was great similarity between the italian peasants in the vicinity of rome in general looks and dress it was quite likely that he had not seen this man before but some other resembling him still the voice and face troubled esperance and he decided to question the peasant the rarity of strangers visits to this sequestered locality would be a sufficient pretext for his curiosity my friend said he addressing the recumbent reader who had resumed his book are you a relative or acquaintance of the solaras i am neither replied the man carelessly glancing up from his volume and allowing his penetrating eyes to rest on his questioner i strolled here by chance and this cosy nook was so inviting that i took possession of it without a thought as to the intrusion i was committing the peasant's language was refined esperance noted this fact and was not a little surprised thereby in addition he could not understand why the stranger should be reading caesar's commentaries a work far beyond the range of the usual peasant intellect you are committing no intrusion said he lorenzo and annunziata i am sure would be glad to welcome you old pasquale is somewhat of a savage it is true but luckily he does not bother himself much about anything or anybody pasquale has arrived then said the man dropping his book and evincing a sudden interest yes he is in the cabin now answered esperance his astonishment increasing do you want to speak with him no said the peasant lightly springing to his feet he hastily closed his book thrust it into his belt and bowing to esperance disappeared in the forest the young man looked after him for an instant then he joined lorenzo and informed him of the meeting at his first words annunziata's brother ceased singing a cloud overspread his brow and he asked in an eager tone for a description of the curiously behaved stranger esperance gave it to him remarking as he did so that his companion turned slightly pale and seemed frightened who is this man he asked as he concluded do you know him he appeared strangely familiar to me do i know him repeated lorenzo with a shudder yes that is no 
espérance stared at his comrade in surprise and uneasiness the youthful peasant evidently had more knowledge of the singular intruder than he was willing to admit there was surely some mystery here what was it did the presence of this stranger menace the peace the tranquillity the safety of the solara family was he in some dark way associated with the movements and actions of old pasquale esperance attempted to question lorenzo further but he only shook his head and declined to make any disclosures he however stipulated that his sister should not be informed of what had occurred urging that there was no necessity of uselessly alarming her alarming her what could he mean esperance grew more and more perplexed and his conviction that he had met the stranger previously increasing in strength added to his anxiety and discomfort for some hours giovanni had kept his room and given no sign what was he meditating was it possible that he was concocting some cunning plan by which to circumvent intervention and gain undisturbed possession of the girl who had so powerfully influenced his passions could it be that he was in some mysterious way associated with the strange peasant whose sudden advent seemed of such ill omen esperance thought of all these things and was infinitely tortured by them but one by one he succeeded in dismissing them from his mind giovanni was certainly under a potent spell that might lead him to the commission of any indiscretion but he was at bottom a man of honour and there was some chance that his better feelings might obtain the mastery of his mere physical inclinations at any rate esperance felt that he could trust him for one night more at least perhaps in the morning he would awaken to a true sense of his position and acknowledge his error he might even implore his friend's pardon admit that he was right and consent to return to rome leaving the bewitching annunziata in all her innocence and purity upon reflection esperance decided that the stranger could be in no wise the associate or accomplice of the viscount for the latter had communicated with no one had not even gone a dozen steps from the solara cabin during his entire period of convalescence the idea of collusion was untenable esperance resolved to watch and wait there was no telling what a few hours might bring forth but at the worst he would fight if he fell he would not regret it and if giovanni perished at his hands his death would be due to his own headlong impulses and his blood under the circumstances could not be a disgraceful dishonourable stain towards nightfall old pasquale solara began to display unwonted activity showing at the same time signs of considerable agitation he was yet uncommunicative and morose spoke only at rare intervals often he did not reply at all to the questions addressed to him and when he did answer it, it was only in gruff snappish monosyllables he went from place to place uneasily frequently leaving the cabin and gazing peeringly and stealthily into the forest as if he expected some one or was looking for some secret signal known only to himself he glanced at lorenzo and esperance suspiciously seeking as it were to penetrate their very thoughts when he encountered annunziata he examined her from head to foot with a strange mixture of satisfaction anxiety and tremulousness at such times there was a greedy wolfish expression in his glittering eyes and his hands worked nervously 
when twilight had given place to darkness he suddenly left the hut and did not return his unusual conduct had occasioned somewhat of a commotion in the little household but quiet reigned after his departure and his singular behaviour was speedily forgotten by his children not so however with esperance the young man agitated as he was with the turmoil of his own feelings could not get old pasquale and his behaviour out of his mind it filled him with sinister forebodings and made him look forward to the night with an indefinable dread not unmingled with absolute fear it seemed to him that the old shepherd was meditating some dark and desperate deed that would be put into execution with disastrous results ere dawn the evening nevertheless passed without incident and in due course sleep brooded over the solara cabin wrapping all its inmates in silence and repose all its inmates all save the son of monte cristo who tossed restlessly upon his couch and could not close his eyes at length however he managed to calm himself somewhat and was just sinking into a sort of half slumber when he was suddenly roused by a wild far echoing cry that caused him to leap instantly from his bed the cry was a woman's and he thought he recognized the voice of annunziata solara a second's thought seemed to satisfy him on this point for the flower-girl was the only female in the vicinity and the voice was certainly hers but it sounded from a distance without the cabin and this fact bewildered him promptly old solara's conduct returned to his mind and instinctively he connected the morose shepherd with the cry and whatever was happening the young man had not removed his garments it was therefore only the work of an instant for him to grasp his pistol which he kept loaded beneath his pillow and rush from the hut in the direction of the cry which had been repeated but was growing fainter and fainter as he emerged from the cabin he heard a shot echo through the forest and almost immediately a man rushed into his arms bleeding profusely from a gaping wound in the temple the night was moonless and dark but in the feeble and uncertain light esperance recognized lorenzo my sister my sister poor annunziata the young peasant gasped painfully your friend abducted gone oh my god and he sank to the ground an unconscious mass quivering in the final agonies of dissolution esperance was horror-stricken annunziata abducted by giovanni he could draw no other conclusion from the young peasant's broken exclamations lorenzo slain too and doubtlessly also by the impetuous viscount's hand oh it was horrible it was almost beyond belief he bent over lorenzo's prostrate form straightened it out and felt in the region of the heart there was no beat it was as he had divined annunziata's manly and generous brother was dead the victim of a cowardly treacherous assassin and that assassin oh he could not think of it and retain his faith in men esperance left lorenzo's corpse lying upon the sward and pistol in hand started forward to go to annunziata's aid to rescue her from her dastardly abductor if it lay within his power to do so 
he reached the forest and plunged into its sombre depths scarcely had he gone twenty feet when a man carrying a flaming torch rushed wildly by him in his shirt-sleeves hatless his short thick grey hair standing almost erect upon his head in the sudden flash of light his haggard eyes blazed like those of a maniac in his left hand he held a long keen-bladed knife he glanced neither to the right nor the left but kept straight on as if he were a ferocious bloodhound in pursuit of human prey espérance came to an abrupt pause and stared with wide open eyes at the startling apparition it was old pasquale solara the son of monte cristo shuddered as he thought that the father with all his italian ferocity thoroughly aroused was in pursuit of the man who had abducted his daughter and murdered his son in that event the viscount's death was sure for he could not escape the vengeance of the distracted and remorseless shepherd should he raise his voice and warn him no a thousand times no giovanni deserved death and did the furious old man inflict it he would be only advancing the just punishment of the outraged law quickly resolving to follow in the footsteps of pasquale solara esperance dashed on utterly regardless of the bushes and briars that impeded his progress and tore great rents in his garments soon excited voices reached him then the noise of a violent struggle he pushed rapidly forward intent upon reaching the scene of conflict where he did not doubt the hapless annunziata would be found soon he indistinctly saw two men engaged in a hand-to-hand -hand strife one was evidently pasquale solara for a torch was smouldering on the ground half extinguished by the damp moss and the young man caught an occasional flash of a knife such as the shepherd had carried when he passed him but beyond these circumstances all was supposition for the identity of the contending men could not be made out in the obscurity grasping his pistol tightly esperance was about declaring his presence when the figure of a man sprang up before him with the suddenness of a flash of lightning seeming to emerge from the very ground at his feet at that instant the torch gave a brilliant gleam and went out but in that gleam esperance recognized the man who opposed his progress as the strange peasant he had seen reading caesar's commentaries the previous afternoon by the brook in the vicinity of the solara cabin was he too mixed up in the abduction and how again the suspicion returned to esperance that he was the confederate the accomplice of the viscount massetti remain where you are commanded the intruder sternly if you advance another step the consequences be upon your own head stand aside and let me pass thundered the young man presenting his pistol at his opponent's head the other gave a low laugh made a quick movement and esperance's weapon went whirling swiftly through the air meanwhile the sounds of strife had ceased and the almost impenetrable darkness of the forest effectually prevented the young man from distinguishing anything a yard distant as his pistol was hurled from his grasp he closed his fists tightly set his teeth firmly together and made a frantic dash at the peasant the latter leaped aside with surprising agility vanishing instantaneously among the clustering trees so sudden was his leap that esperance carried on by the strong impetus he had given himself plunged wildly into a clump of bushes and fell headlong upon a thick growth of moss the softness of which prevented him from sustaining even the slightest bruise 
as he came in contact with the moss his hand touched something cold that sent an icy shiver through him from head to foot instinctively he recognized the object as a human face and passing his hand along he felt the body and limbs great heavens who was this had another murder been done would there ever be an end to the horrors and mysteries of this dreadful night the body was that of a man espérance arose to his knees and drawing a match safe from his pocket struck a light as the flame flashed upon the countenance of the unconscious man the features of giovanni massetti appeared espérance was stunned how was this the viscount there beneath his hand cold and motionless who then could have been the individual with whom old pasquale solara had been struggling but a moment since truly the mysteries of this night were becoming too complicated for solution and where was the unfortunate annunziata had she escaped from her captor or captors had she been rescued had she perished like her ill-fated brother or had the abduction been successfully accomplished none of these questions could esperance answer one thing however was plain there was no trace of her now no clue that he could follow therefore further pursuit for the present was useless sadly he determined to wait for day and then resolve upon some plan to put into immediate execution to retrieve as far as possible the great wrong that had been done but giovanni must be attended to guilty or innocent dead or alive he could not be abandoned where he was humanity demanded that some effort be made in his behalf perhaps too if he were in a condition to speak some key to the strange bewildering and terrible transactions of the night might be obtained espérance raised him in his arms and carried him to the brook near the solara cabin by this time the moon had arisen and in its silvery rays he examined him thoroughly there was no trace of blood no wound only a large bruise on his forehead as if he had been struck with some heavy object and knocked down unconscious he was alive for his heart was beating and once or twice he had moved on the sward where espérance had placed him the young man made a cup of his hands and dipping some cool water from the stream dashed it in the viscount's face instantly he opened his eyes gazing about him in bewilderment he sat up and stared wildly at espérance what is the matter how came i here he asked in astonishment then suddenly putting his hand to the bruise on his forehead as if it pained him he continued ah yes i remember it all now luigi vampa struck me luigi vampa struck you cried espérance more amazed than ever yes after he had forced me to take a fearful oath to remain silent silent about what the abduction of annunziata solara hush hush do not mention that girl's name vampa or some of his men may be lurking in the vicinity and here what has become of her at least tell me that you know as god is my judge i do not were you not with her to-night did you not forcibly take her from the cabin no no who did then alas my oath compels silence on that point your oath that is a very convenient excuse giovanni luigi vampa was not here to-night he was he lurked around the cabin all day that when darkness came he might commit the blackest deed that ever sullied the record of mankind instantly espérance recollected the peasant he had met that afternoon beside the brook the man who but a short while before had opposed his passage and disarmed him in the forest his vague familiarity with his voice face and dress was now accounted for the man was luigi vampa there could be no doubt of it 
but why had he abducted annunziata solara as giovanni's words would seem to infer why save as the confederate and accomplice of the viscount massetti but then how had giovanni communicated with him and in what manner had they contrived to arrange the details of their dishonourable plot was it possible that old pasquale had been the medium of correspondence between the two men had he been base enough to sell his child in that case with whom had he fought so fiercely and desperately in the forest why also had the brigand chief sworn giovanni to silence vain questions admitting of no satisfactory replies the viscount's story was incredible it was without doubt a mere fabrication intended to cover and conceal his own guilt in the premises still esperance could not reconcile this theory with the fact of finding giovanni senseless in the forest the young italian had by this time fully recovered from the effects of the shock he had received he arose to his feet and approaching esperance said earnestly my friend let the past be forgotten i was wrong and you were right i ask your pardon as to the abduction of this unfortunate girl i assure you that i am entirely innocent of it but who fired the shot that killed lorenzo asked esperance sternly killed lorenzo cried giovanni with unmistakable horror was lorenzo killed he was shot to-night and died in my arms oh this is terrible exclaimed the viscount beads of cold perspiration breaking out upon his forehead i assure you esperance i had no hand in this foul murder i knew nothing of it i did hear the report of a pistol but who discharged the weapon or at whom it was fired i could not tell everything seemed like a disordered dream as esperance said not a word in reply the viscount continued again i assert my innocence of the dark crimes that have been committed to-night do you not believe my protestation i know not what to believe answered the young man but i will not consider you guilty until you are proved so then cried giovanni joyously i have a proposition to make to you swear that you will be silent about everything that has occurred since we met annunziato solara in the piazza del popolo including the terrible events of to-night and i will start with you for rome this very instant and you will renounce your pursuit of the flower girl i will renounce it do you swear to do so i swear it then on my side i here take the oath of silence you require you forgive me for having quarrelled with you i forgive you then let us leave this accursed spot without another moment's delay so be it they hastily quitted the bank of the little stream and went to the cabin to prepare for their immediate departure as they passed the spot where lorenzo's body had lain esperance noticed with a start that it was no longer there they entered the cabin it was dark and deserted esperance lighted a candle and as he did so perceived a scrap of paper upon the floor he stooped mechanically and picked it up it was rumpled as if it had been crushed in the hand and cast away the young man straightened it out it was a brief letter he held it to the candle and with a sickening sensation at his heart read as follows dearest annunziata all is prepared we will fly to-night be ready tonio the note was in massetti's handwriting esperance silently passed it to him the viscount read it with eyes bulging from their sockets his fingers trembling so he could scarcely hold the paper the evidence is conclusive said esperance icily as mazzetti finished reading it is a confession you abducted annunziata solara what can i say to justify myself cried giovanni bitterly oh that accursed oath and you have sworn me to silence also wretched man said esperance why was i so weak he looked scornfully at the viscount who stood with bowed head then he added 
i understand you now you did not wish me to betray you to set the hounds of justice on your track to cause you to be punished branded and disgraced you were shrewd and imposed upon me but my oath is sacred i will keep it let us return to rome at once as we originally proposed there i will challenge you in due form for an alleged insult and we will settle this matter at the pistol's mouth in a few moments more they were on their road to the eternal city leaving behind them the cabin into which they had brought ruin and death End of chapter nine